Hey listeners and loved ones, um, this week has, um, felt, um, in some ways lighter and joyful and, um, settled and on the other hand it's felt really heavy and emotional um, and sad Um, there was a question Jane posited Um, in our discussion um, about, you know, what is healing. And I I don't think we actually got to an answer um, kind of talked a lot about it and and around it and um I think it's just been kind of subconsciously been sitting with me I haven't you know noticed any thoughts of like oh did we answer that question it was more I think it was just in in my system and um then the other day, or maybe it was yesterday, um, I found a quote by Gabor Mate, I think is how you pronounce their name, um, about how healing is not about getting rid of pain, but being able to hold it. Um, And so I was sitting with that in my mind also, acknowledging a a truth within that but not entirely sure if that's something that I believe personally not sure just like letting it process in my mind and in my body um and You know, when thinking about um, the pain and the grief that I had to uncover and um, be with this week, all just kind of felt like it. It was, uh, a reminder maybe of what I'm still learning to do and where I've come from and, um, what I am healing from. Because I don't know if there's anything 
that we can fully be healed from. I don't, it doesn't seem like there is like a destination with that. Um, you know, but in thinking about the, the quote, um, from Gabor Mate, um, It seems like at least learning to hold my pain and um, like fully accept it for what it is and where it comes from has been really important. Um, there's been a lot of stuff in the last couple weeks um, where I've just been getting a lot of influx of um, email correspondence from family members and also like tax related correspondences and you know, because meetings and taxes and all of this stuff is, you know, ramping up from like the end of last month through the beginning of summer, pretty much. Um, and it's a lot because I still haven't quite figured out how to navigate spaces with family members um, especially when I haven't really noticed um, dynamics or behaviors changing um, and even you know even more so uh, when it comes to me, I did for the first time, uh, in a, a while, uh, respond to one of these, you know, family chain emails about a meeting that I can't attend. There's a time zone issue it would be held at 10 30 at night I'm not doing that um and you know I've offered suggestions for how to make these meetings more accessible and no one will do it so I'm kind of you know <laughs> you know until I actually see that there's um, any kind of change to indicate that I do matter and uh, my participation is wanted um, and, you know, the accommodations and certain, you know, accessibility that I need to be able to participate actually taken seriously and implemented, like... I just, I can't be a part of it. 
otherwise, you know. Um, and that just is what it is. Like, I'm outnumbered in the situation. I'm under-resourced and unsupported <laughs> in the situation. So, you know, I just have to be very clear in myself about those boundaries. And then if anyone in the family asks, you know, just be that clear with them as well, regardless of how they they take that information. But, you know, and along with that, it was, um, you know, I sent that response. And then uh, I believe it was my aunt then had a an email response, but it was then, it was directed to the email before mine and then like as a, a general email, but there was no acknowledgement that I had written anything. And I was like, oh yeah, this is still a thing. Um, that kind of silent treatment, ignoring something you don't like to make it stop or go away, um, which is all very, very prominent behaviors toward me uh, and my family. So, you know, uh, just... It's just, it's it's frustrating and it's sad and, you know, underneath all that is the grief that, um, I don't know if there will ever be any repair. I don't know if there will ever be a situation where I'm able to be with any of these people in person again for events or these meetings um, because it's just not safe or healthy for me to be there um And, you know, my, my life may just be completely separate from everyone, like people, people could die people already have died in my family and I haven't been able to be a part of any of it because of the estrangement plus pandemic plus navigating homelessness um like I just I just think about what if this is, you know, 
What if this is it? Um, I was also um, just walking home today. Um, I'd walked around Muswell Hill and then went to the grocery store and got stuff for dinner. And on my way back, um, you know, all these things are still, you know, swirling around, not not necessarily at the forefront of my mind, but just, you know, hanging around. And I started feeling very emotional. Um, As I know, I, I talk a lot about my family and I've mentioned neglect and abuse and all this stuff. And, um, And it just sucks because, um, I mean, for so many reasons it sucks, but I just had this thought of like someone asking me and no one in particular, just like a question being posed of, you know, like, do you love your mother? And... And the answer is, of course. And the heartbreaking thing is just knowing that I was not and am not loved by her. Um, and that I had to survive and find ways to cope to survive and contort myself to survive. <sighs> being with a person and also multiple people in my family who who I do really love and just don't love me back so I had to do what I have to do, you know? And I may never see them, any of these people again.
and I have to live with that. And know that as painful as that is, it is what's saving my life right now. And I wish, I wish people understood that and I wish people were kinder about it or I wish people realized that and it made them want to repair and do better and I think sometimes these feelings begin to hit when I'm feeling most settled and and able to like build a life that feels good to me and important to me. Because it's a reminder of of what I've had to leave behind to get here. And in a weird way, it shows that it's it's been the right thing and it doesn't mean that the first, you know, 30 plus years of my life were meaningless or um, devoid of unimportant experiences and relationships they're just a reminder that they were so important and that they still inform the choices I make for myself now and how I show up for myself now. And it also still hurts because I wish certain things were, were different. That certain relationships were different. That I could still be on this path and have certain people in 
in my life and it hurts that it's not that way. And I wish it could be. Um, I'm not a, a big hope person anymore. I don't find that it helps me live um, life in a realistic way. Um, I think the closest thing I have to that is just a knowing that I don't know what will happen in the future. Um, um, And that I can acknowledge what I'd want in an ideal world. But to not let myself cling and try to control any outcome because there is no control. So maybe maybe that Gabor Mate quote is is correct that it's just you know we're never going to get rid of the pain and the pain is important it's important to know what we're affected by it's important to know what is important to us rather than live life as some kind of fucking automaton or whatever um, but maybe it's not just the ability to hold the pain um, that healing is about, but maybe it's the ability to hold it and continue to move through your life with integrity and and trust in yourself, mostly. And in the fact that everything changes.
everything is temporary, even pain.